That's what I'm trying to get you to connect to. And so, so, so this is the thing I need everybody to understand. That for us to get from optimism to faith, there's something that goes in the middle of that that most people don't want to do. It's a cuss word. Write it down in your notes. Work. I think uh, Prophet Rihanna said it best. <laughs> work, 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 work. <laughs> um, and, and, and this is the thing because what we want to do is we want to expect God to do everything. But the truth is that God will do everything you can't do, but will not do anything you can do. They missed it. Because they sitting here mad like, God ain't worked. You ain't made a budget. <laughs> God won't do it. He said, you haven't apologized. He will not do for you what you have to do. But he'll do, everybody say everything that you can't do. And the problem is that Fugazi faith, write this down, won't work. And faith without works is dead. Dang it. So this is where I dare say 70 to 80% of Christians live their entire life at a place where I'm no longer in fear. I had enough faith to put my trust in Jesus, but not enough faith to live an abundant life. I had enough faith to get saved, but not enough faith to actually change. I had enough faith to join the church, but not enough faith to forgive other people who keep doing me wrong. It's going to take, everybody say work. Because faith without works is what? I think I found a picture of a lot of y'all's faith. It, it popped up on my phone. And, 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 and I was reading James chapter 2, verse 21. I want you to go there with me real quick. Look, look, look at this, and then I'm going to show you the picture of many of our faith. It says, don't you remember that our ancestor, Abraham, was shown to be right with God by his what? Ooh. That's the work we got to do. That's the things that we have to do, our actions. It says when he offered his son Isaac on the altar, you see his faith and his actions worked together. His actions, ooh, this is my favorite. His actions made his faith complete. Most of you have had a missing link to your faith. It's been action. And you've been saying, God, why? I gave and it didn't work. Or I tried in this. Because you haven't been consistent in the action part of what you have been called to do. And God's saying, Abraham was not called a man of faith because he had a dream and he, and he heard from God. He was called a man of faith when he went to his son Isaac, which was the promised child, and said, boy, get up. Why, Daddy, what we doing? We're going to worship. And what the boy didn't know is that God told Abram to sacrifice your son. I gave him to you when you weren't even supposed to have him, so give him back to me now. Don't that sound like a lot of our careers? Don't that sound like a lot of our relationships? That you prayed and God did a miracle and gave you something, and now he no longer owns it, you do. So when he asked for it back, you're like, no, man. And God said, are you really about to fight with me what you did, with what you didn't even deserve? 
That's why it's crazy when I hear people talking about they don't tithe and give 10% or give offering. You didn't even qualify for the job you got. And then God gave you a job making two times more than what you even deserve to make. And then he asked you for 10% back. If I do the math, you make it more than he is. And he just said, I want to do this not for my sake, but to rebuke the devourer for your sake. But cool, keep it. And then the enemy comes in to devour what God wanted to be increase and surplus for you. And Abraham picks up his son and he takes him to this mountain and he tells the people around, he had a servant, he said, hey, stay right here. Me and the boy are going up to do what? Worship. And, and this is what God says. There it is. There's the action that moves with my faith. I bet God was in heaven like, he about to really do it. Yo, Gabe, come here, Mike, come here. I spoke to him last night and I said I want I want Isaac back and I didn't even think he was going to do it because they waited 25 years for this promise and you know usually most of my children when they wait so long to get something and then I ask them to do something different with it they forget about me and leave the faith and say it was all me but what the hell he about to do it he done left the servant and he called it worship. Oh, shoot. Let's see. Let's see. He put him on. He lifting up the knife. Gabe, go get him. Go get him. Go get him. He going to kill his son. That's crazy. And out of the bush, God provided a sacrifice. He didn't want his son. He wanted Abraham's heart. I'm trying to tell you that a lot of what God is asking you for has nothing to do with what he's asking you for. He really wants your heart. Ah! And that's how you know your faith is fake. It's when God asks you to do something or he asks you to say something or asks you to pay for that person behind you meal. And you're like, they got in the line, they had money. That had nothing to do with the money. It had everything to do with your heart. Uh, I'm talking to somebody. He said his actions made his faith, everybody say complete. Oh, I'm hoping that the missing link in your faith is actually having action with your faith. Verse 23, and so it happened just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called a friend of God. You can get called a BFF with God. When you walk in that level of faith, it said, see, oh, this is the powerful scripture. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. So how you treat the waitress that didn't serve you well, shows if you're actually right with God. <laughs> How you forgive your family members who jacked you over the last time they came in for holiday season and you thinking about telling them you dead for this holiday season. <laughs> That shows if you're really right with God. How you respond back to that nasty email they sent you. It's what you do. Not what you say. Not what you quote, it's what you, everybody say, it's my work. Woo. And if, if we don't become a church that puts corresponding action with the faith that we are talking about, 
When we walk out of here, our faith is incomplete. And the world doesn't need another broken system. Your boss is not looking for another broken system to take time away from him on his Sunday. But if we could present to him a complete faith that transformed you from the inside out and now makes you a light every dark place you walk into, they will, they will ask like the people in the Bible said, what must I do to be saved? And we have to have complete faith. Somebody say complete faith. So look at verse 26. It says, just as the body is dead without breath, so also is faith dead without good works. What are you saying, Pastor Mike? Faith without works is what? Dead. And this is where, when I got to this place in my scripture reading, this image popped up on my phone and God just showed me something. Can you show them what and where a lot of their faith is right now? It's in a Christian coffin. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Michael, this is the true definition of the living dead. He said that they're alive in me through salvation, but their faith is dead. So they walk around and everything that I want to do after salvation is laying in a coffin. And he said, I want faith to be revived. What is a revival? It's what's on the inside of you coming alive again. And I'm just here to tell you that that crazy faith is not just a cool sermon series title. It is the title of a movement that we are starting at this church. It's a movement that will make people that who who have never believed before, they're going to believe for the first time. And it's a movement that will allow people whose faith has been dead and sitting in a Christian coffin. That thing is going to be like Lazarus and it's going to rise again. I'm telling you right now, you may not believe it, but mark my words and record the video that a revival is starting from this place right here that's about to touch the entire world and I'm just looking for about 2,000 people because if one can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand what can two thousand people Transformation Nation make some noise people in this building make some noise if we are going to have active faith there's people right now they're like I don't know how to feel about this is it does it take all that? <laughs> it takes all that and more. If we're really going to fulfill the Great Commission. It takes all that and more. If we're going to see the person that you think is hopeless. Actually come to Christ and be transformed. They don't got to be transformed here. They don't got to be changed at TC. But maybe what you get here. And those nudgings from the Holy Spirit to send them an encouraging text message. And to take them out to lunch. And to give them a Christmas present when their whole family has forgotten about them. Maybe that's more of a work of Jesus. The hands and the feet than anything you could do on a platform. Maybe what God is trying to do is make you the church. Instead of this, the church. See, when I say, where's the church at? Most people think of this building. But somebody just touch yourself and say, I'm the church. God cares more about the organism than the organization. 
like he said, if I could get a, just a bunch of organisms to be faith-filled, to not be in fear or just optimism, but believe what I say, well, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I know y'all don't do church like that, but I'm talking about people who will speak those things that are not, and those things actually start coming to pass. You're sitting in something that was impossible, but I spoke the thing out, and we're sitting in faith. But how sad if we have a faith as a big group and you don't have faith for your home. How devastating if you can watch people like the testimony of the person that we gave an offering who was, a, who was delivered from the addiction of something and you can clap for that but then go back to your addiction tomorrow and not believe that God could actually change you. Either we believe this or we don't. I'm not gonna waste my whole life in something I actually don't believe. If you don't wanna be a part of this army that God is rising up, you might wanna find some other place to go. But as for me and my house, I said as for me and this house, we will stand flat-footed on the word of God in faith and believe that God is good and he's still working in the affairs of his people. Give God some praise in this. I will not have Fugazi faith. My faith won't be fake. It won't be fabricated. It won't be hollow. That may mean I'm going to have to study more. That may mean that I'm going to have to get in a small group. That may mean I have to go to prayer. That may mean I have to say I don't understand something. But I'm telling you, if we keep progressing as a church to the faith that God has called us to, eyes have not seen. And ears, I'm just talking faith talk right now. For everybody that wants three points in a poem, come back next week. But I'm talking to somebody's baby, and I'm trying to make it leap on the inside of you. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has already prepared. He's not making this up as he goes. We already have a preferred future prepared. But will you have the faith to believe it? And it's crazy, like as I look at the dynamics in the room, you have people whose eyes are twinkling, like they're excited, like this can actually happen. And it's just crazy that in the same moment, there's people that when I'm talking, you feel more defeated. You, you, and I want to be sensitive to that right now because I don't want to just hype the hype people. I want to love on the lowly because that's what God wants. He, he said, okay, everybody, but I'll leave the 99 for the one. And so I just want to talk to somebody in here who, who, when I'm talking faith like that, it's making you feel more desperate. When I'm talking faith like that, it's feeling like you're more in despair. Well, if God is so good, why am I in this situation? And the thing that you got to understand is how faith works. See, because faith without works is dead. So how does, how does faith work? Point number three, faith works by love. See, most people don't connect this, but in Galatians 5, 6, it tells us that faith worketh by love. It's the gasoline to your faith. And this is why many people don't really have faith is because you don't have love. I'm in your business now. Because you thought it could just be you and God. 
but he puts us on this earth to be annoyed. I mean, surrounded <laughs> by people who you're going to need his help to love. God. Do y'all really want to know how this faith thing works? Faith without works is dead, but the only way that faith works is by love. Let me prove it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, you know what? You could speak in the language of the earth, all of the languages. Spanish, Italian. Uh, I don't know no more languages. What are some other languages? Okay, you got them. French, okay. He said, you could speak in all of those languages and then even be upgraded to the language of angels. I don't even know what that sounds like. But if you didn't love others, it would only be like a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. Hey, I just prayed for three hours. That's all God heard. Father, I've been served. When you walk into your job with your cross on and your Bible, but you don't love the people that are at the cooler. When you stand up and say, I'm honoring God, who's the head of my life. God says, I'd rather you love them and be ignorant than have all the language in the world and not love them. Because all I hear time for a church that will begin to love people where they're at with their messed up selves in their broken this is how faith works faith works by love and then he goes on he says if I have the gift of prophecy you can see the future you can know what happens before it happens. He said, and if you understood all God's secrets, plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, literally you could walk up to the Rocky Mountains and say, move over. You could go to the Himalayas. I want you to think about this. You have so much faith. You're like, Himalayas, up, over. He said, if you could do that in real life, <laughs> but you didn't love others, it would be nothing. I, I really feel like it is my duty to, to not sell you on an idea and give you the results of faith when you're not ready for the responsibility of faith. See, the responsibility of faith is you're going to have to love people who you don't want to love. You're, you're going to have to go back to God and say, God, I want to cuss them out and slap them and snatch their wig off because you know it's a wig. But today, Father... I'm asking you to give me that 1 Corinthians 13 type of love that's patient, kind, long-suffering, doesn't keep record of wrong. And so this is why many of our faith is not working because faith works by what? Love. And your, your faith 
without corresponding action of loving people, the Bible calls it nothing. So all of your accolades without loving your kids, not providing for them, because that's what you thought loving them was. Not taking them to Disney World, because that's what you thought loving them was. Nurturing, being there. I'm talking to the men in the building. Well, I'm just not affectionate. You better shut up and learn how to get up in God's lap and tell him, Daddy, I'm sorry. I need you. I don't know how to run this family on my own. I'm making a whole bunch of money, but I feel empty inside. You better get to the Father so that he can teach you how to be a father to your children. I don't know where we got this notion that men have to be this. Th those are all attributes. That's perversion. Because those are exact opposite um, characteristics of our Heavenly Father. Do you take your kids on a walk? Because God took Adam on a walk in the cool of the day. Oh, Y'all, I can't even get off into that. We might have to do a parenting series. I'm not claiming to do it right, but we have the best father in the world. He's called a good, good father. And so what ends up happening here, I got eight minutes. Don't start playing. I don't want you to start moving me up yet. I'm still ready to go. What, what I'm saying to you is that we got to put love back into the equation. If we could get, get love, what's that song, that old song? Now, love, love. <clears throat> It's a lot of them. Insert your own love song right there. That voice thing made me very insecure in that moment. I, I was going to sing some of my hat songs, but that really took me back. Uh, wow. <laughs> Edit. No, I'm just like, <laughs> leave it in. But, but look at verse 13. Chapter 13, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. It said, three things will last forever. Forever, ever? Ever, ever. Thank you. Andre 3000 for not sinking. Um, watch these three things. It says faith, hope, and what? Love. And then there's a distinction. Like, 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 like I want you to know that these three things are going to last forever. This crazy faith thing is going to be here when all of us are gone. Faith and then there's going to be hope because our hope is in Jesus Christ. But then he says love and then he makes a distinction. And the greatest of these three is what? Love. So, so for me not to have Fugazi faith, I got to have corresponding actions and work with my faith. Because faith without works is? Okay. But how does faith work? Faith works by love. Well, I got one more question, Pastor Mike. How does love work? Let me, let me give you my last point. Love always gives so, so so what ends up happening is you can tell if your faith has the opportunity to, to go to another place if there's some type of sacrifice attached to it a sacrifice of your time a sacrifice of your effort of your talents of your gifts of your resources there has to be a giving a part of your faith because if it's not it's not authentic. It's fugazi. Can I prove it to you? When God wanted to prove his love to all of us, look what he did. He said in John 3, 16, 
For God so what? Love. And who did he love? The world, not Christians. Not faith-filled people. Not the church. The people you hate, God loves. I'm going to say it again for you because you, you're praying against them and God's rooting for them. You're hoping that they fail and God's hoping they succeed. The people you hate are the exact same people that God loves. And maybe he sent you there to be a physical representation of his love to them. And the only way you truly have faith is if you step outside of your self and give to them. Y'all see how quiet it is? <laughs> For God so loved the world that he did what? Gave. And he didn't give $100. He didn't give a country. He didn't give the Pacific Ocean. I mean, if you're a baller and you could give away the Pacific Ocean, just think about that. For these people who maybe will accept me and maybe won't, I'll give the Pacific Go in the Indian Ocean too. That would have been an extravagant gift. But he said, no, I love them so much that I'm going to give, I'm going to give them the thing that's valuable to me. I'm going to give them not one of my many sons. I'm going to give them my only. A true test of your faith is when you will be willing to give your only. That's how he tested Abraham. He waited 25 years for Isaac, got Isaac, and then he asked him to sacrifice his only. That's why when, when people say, like, God told me to give my car away, but it's my only car, so that had to be the devil. It's in God's characteristics. <laughs> 